So welcome, Cooper, to Clear Conversations. Uh, thanks so much for having uh, this time to be free. So we could talk a little bit about what you do and why you do it. So <laughs> I guess you could start out by saying, please state your name for the record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Uh, yeah, my name is Brian Velasquez. Some people know me as BV Cooper or Brian Cooper. Um, yeah, I'm a videographer here in Orlando, and I'm also an illustrator and artist, and it's what I'm passionate about. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's good to hear because I've been trying to follow your work, especially on your Instagram and everything, and you seem to be a jack of all trades. <laughs> so you are the army now. But jack of all trades, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I imagine you as like a Swiss army knife, you know, it's just like I can do this, this and this. But it also seems like you've been around, um, you've done a lot of travel. But why do you do what you do? So what keeps you going? Well, I've had many jobs over my lifetime. And I've worked literally in anything you can imagine and the craziest <laughs> you can imagine from uh, McDonald's to working in an auto body shop to working um, in retail, uh, picking up dead people and <laughs> for a funeral home. Like oh, no. it just goes on and on. Like I'm telling you, man, it's, it's been crazy. Uh, I was a FedEx driver for many years. Mm -hmm. And every time I went to work, I just felt like I was wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had skills. I knew I had some talent and I felt like if I don't do this, if I don't just hunker down, you know, just take that leap of faith in, and dive into what I do love and what I'm passionate about, I'm going to be miserable, you know, and I'm going to be wasting my talent. And, and um, so the reason why I do what I do is because everyone needs to pursue their, their dreams and their passions and what they're good at. And, when you do that, you go to work every day, but it's not actually work. It feels like you're just having fun. You're doing what you love and you're excited about coming into work the next day. So that's, that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, no. And I'm sure you could go on and on and on. I mean, that encompasses literally everything. I'm sure that's a very big question you, you, you usually get asked often, but I was just curious to see like, how do you get in that mindset to be like, okay, so I have this project, we're going to shoot this and we're going to do that. Like, what does that involve? Do you just like, are you just like, you just get there and you're like, all right, this is just all well, going to flow or do you just. <laughs> well, it's never just going to flow, but um, you know, if you, if you have an idea, I, I, a lot of people, including myself, and it took me a while to kind of learn this and, and um. I, I've took notes from some of my my friends who are in the video um, production business. My friend Manny Peralta, which you might know, um, but I I have to kind of um, always remember just to get the job done, just go and shoot it, rather than think too much about it. Think to, and if you do all the planning in your head and not write it down on paper or not storyboard or not put things into action, it's never going to get done. It you can't wait for the perfect moment because it'll never come. You know, you really have to just stop, stop what you're doing and just, Hey, grab your camera, go out and shoot it. And you know what? It's not going to be perfect this time. Yeah. But and the second or third time, 
that's when you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. So I like what you said there. I feel like a lot of the times people look at uh, the idea of designing something and they're like, oh, they have that perfect scene, that perfect moment. And it's just like, it's all just going to fall in place, but it doesn't. I mean, just, right. just as you said, you know, you, you have to take time to prepare and sometimes you just have to say, okay, this is, I feel confident in this and this is what I'm going to do. And this is how it's going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, Sometimes you just got to throw yourself in and just see what happens. And if you do make mistakes, you learn from it. And next time around, you're going to be that much better. And um, yeah, just the other day, like literally like two days ago, we were shooting and I had, we had just bought this new um, slider uh, rail system. And we thought, like, I thought everything was like nice and tested and everything was ready to go. So we get to the shoot and like, I, you know, something happened or something broke malfunctioned on it and it, we did waste a lot of time but the thing is like in my mind it was like everything was prepared everything was set up everything was ready so that when I get there everything's gonna be perfect and and it wasn't and mistakes will happen in every single shoot that you do and it's just part of it you know um but you know we do our best to kind of like think ahead and plan um but the important thing is just to execute and just try and you know just make stuff happen and do it frequently so that you keep yourself sharp and warmed up the same as if you're going to the gym and trying to work out and get in shape. Like you want to keep, keep at it. You don't want to work out one day and then not work out for months and then you're sore, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it <laughs> sounds like me. Yeah. The situation where you're like, I can do this. I can go to the gym. I'm fine. And then you go to like, ah, oh, well no, nah. but you don't plan for it. So, so it sounds like you plan for those things. So it's, yeah. Kind of like a carpenter you know you have the right tool for the right job he's digging away there <laughs> oh yeah. man yeah um so i just wanted to say so looking at your work and what you do i looked up the name of bv cooper okay yeah. and i was like there has to be something there <laughs> and what I found was the most interesting thing. I was like, huh, <laughs> but it was what, so you want to talk a little bit about that? You want to? <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my birth name is Brian Velasquez. That's where the BV comes from, Brian B. And, um, you know, for years I was using, you know, my name on my artwork and on my videos. And I was just like, man, my last name is such a mouthful. Like it's got like three syllables and I just wanted something simple, easy to remember. Um, and something that like people couldn't really mess up. And one day, yeah, I came across the story of uh, a guy named D.B. Cooper. <laughs> and it's just straight up out of a, you know, fairy tale comic book. And I'm just like, man, this is a crazy story. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll tell the story in brief, but yeah. it was, um, it, there was this guy, it was like well-dressed guy in the 1960s who jumps on a plane from Portland to Seattle. And he demanded that he gave a letter to the stewardess on the plane. And it's just like, Hey, get everyone off this plane. I want $200,000 and two parachutes. And sure enough, like FBI came, they give him the money, they give him the parachutes. They got everyone off the plane he takes off and mid flight, he jumps out with his parachute and the money never to be seen again. Didn't hurt anybody. 
just never to be seen again. And now they're making movies about him and Sasquatch, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just insane. But I was like, man, that's so cool. The fact that that happened, it's the only aviation unsolved mystery. Um, yeah, so I just, I thought, you know, Cooper was just a pretty sly name. So I just used my, my initials BV and then Cooper. Yeah, so yeah, and I was just gonna add to that, like um, just like the, your way of the way you dress and present yourself you just have like that like like I think of like shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio but when he was in um cat catch me if you can yes you know it was kind of like that idea I was like oh this is kind of like him but I really thought even more I was like what's a more modern example and I was like you reminded me of Walter Mitty okay okay so like I got that his feel of just up and going like just it's just so unorthodox like you don't know what's next and I feel like you know as the wonderful director of Ben Stiller he just like in that whole movie he just got up and went and did this and did that and did this all for like what just so he could get the perfect moment like you know and yeah and I, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's Brian. That's he is. <laughs> and so I, I was just going to say that I appreciate that because like, that's kind of like, that's, that's unique. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that movie is because like the, one of the friends of mine, Alfredo, um, he, he goes for AI photo. I'm not sure if you know him. Mm. Um, really cool guy, talented. Um, he's behind a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't know if I can say. It. Never mind. I won't say that. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to disclose his his work. But yeah. Anyway, he inspired me to to get my first camera. I went to him. I was like, dude, what do I get? Because like you're a pro at this. And um, yeah, I I credit a lot of my work to him because he inspired me to like what camera. He told me what camera to get. But he his favorite movie is Walter Mitty. Really? So that you mentioned that wow that no that's awesome yeah and i i do try to live my life sort of like i'm a very much on the go person yeah yeah yeah, for sure very much just like i'm gonna go and whatever opportunities come away i'll just take it you know and Mm -hmm. uh and it's because of that that i've experienced so many things in my life good Mm -hmm. good both good and bad you know um mostly good though and and people ask me all the time like Brian, like you're always traveling. How are you doing this? And how are you doing that? It's just like, you know, when opportunities come my way, I, I usually just take them and just see where they go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they've led me to a lot of cool places and to see cool things and um, meet awesome people. Uh, so just like yourself, Marcelo, um, Adam. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's important to kind of sometimes just not be afraid and you can apply this to work itself. You know, sometimes a job will come your way and you're like, oh no, I'm not skilled for that sort of thing. Like I can't shoot your wedding because I, I just, I'm, I'm new at this. And I, you know, I just got my camera a couple of months ago. No, go shoot it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, yeah. you know, just get that practice and just go, go for it. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone Yeah, because that is a paralyzing to so many people when they're stuck in their comfort zone, they don't want to try new things and um it really holds you back so that's super important 
Yeah, for sure. And I totally agree with that. Like, you know, I feel like getting out of your comfort zone is the best way to grow. And, yeah. And so like when you experience those things, you're like, oh, well, then I can do this for next time and this for next time. And then you're already thinking of ways that you can do more outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure it took a lot for you to like, get like move over to Nicaragua, you know, like, you know, it's, it's scary to, to think about, like, you don't, it's a different culture, different language, this and that. And it's just, but you went anyway. And I'm sure you have a lot of good experiences that came out of it. Yeah, you know, I just want to give a shout out to the boys, uh, Marcelo and Adam, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Short, short, fun story. Adam's hilarious. Like, he's one literally, I was about, right about to say that. One of the <laughs> like, can we just start right there? Like, <laughs> if you ever, if you're ever with Adam, like, you're just gonna have like a good time. Like, I just yeah. can't explain it. He's literally like the funniest person I know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he is. And I don't know, you'll have to ask him about this story, but like, so I didn't, so when I got there, like, I guess I forgot to like pull money out. And so I was like, oh, I'll just pull my money out down there. But like, when you do that, the exchange rate's so terrible that you're losing more money. And so I was like, oh, really? So when I got down there, yeah. And, and it was just kind of a, but it, it was like a new experience, you know, it's just like, those are the things you learn from. And yeah. so like, I pulled some money out of their currency and we got over to Marcelo's apartment. And I just remember walking in and Adam was sitting right here on this, like, like it was like a futon and the Marcelo walk bridge. And like, so just for like reference for anybody listening, the rate of like a dollar to a quarter buzz, like it's like 30 of their dollars makes one of our dollars. Okay. So like, a, like if you give somebody like, tw like 20 bucks, you're low key giving them like 10 cents. Like, like, I mean, don't quote me on my math, but, but it's not good. And so like, I get there and I'm like, Hey, Marcella, man, I just want to say thank you for letting me stay here. Here's 20 quarter buzz, man. And so like, in my mind, I'm like, it's $20. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, go get some food and stuff. And Adam, like, <laughs> like, I just look over and he's like, frozen in time and I'm like what's going on and he's he starts like he's like oh nothing it's just the fact that like this is like you're giving them like a penny <laughs> like this is not really like anything <laughs> and I gave the money <laughs> to him and Adam was like you know it was the effort that counted and that was the moment that I realized that spending time with Adam, he was like one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And I was like, okay, this is going to be an awesome trip. And so I'm sure you've had yeah. moments like that. Is there any trips like, or any short stories like that, that you want to share? Yeah. Um, in two occasions. Okay. And, and these two actually, uh, if you look on, on my Instagram, there's, there's two of my favorite videos that I've shot there. Uh, one of them it was a shoot that I did with my friend, the Mango Market, which is a husband and wife couple. And they do like wedding photography in uh, North Carolina. Okay. And um, it's it was a shoot where like, I was out in the city shooting something already. I think it was during Fashion Week. And I was, I was heading home on the train and it was super late, like midnight, almost one o'clock. And my friends reached out to me like, hey, Brian, we're looking for some neon lights 
do you know where we can find some? I was like, yeah, go down to like Chinatown, like Canal Street area, all that. And you'll, there's, there's a lot of like neon lights if you want to take some really cool photos and stuff. And they're like, come on, you should come. I'm like thinking like, oh man, I just had a long day. I just want to go home and just chill. But I was like, you know what? Let me just take the other train. I'll go over there and meet them. They're only like five minutes away. So I ended up meeting them and we just started shooting. And it was just like literally some of the best, like my favorite shot that uh, some of my, my favorite video that actually I re uh, recorded and edited. And I was so excited about the footage that I got and like the chemistry between them two that I immediately, I usually don't do this, but I came home it was all like two o'clock in the morning and I was just like, I'm going to edit this right now because I'm so excited to get this done. But had I not gone out there, I would have missed out on this. And it became my favorite like video session I've done. Yeah. Um, and there was another opportunity uh, that I had where, where I was, I mean, I've had a couple of these actually. So, <laughs> but um, uh, same couple, I, I ended up going out there uh, to North Carolina and they're like, hey, Brian, we're doing like an anniversary shoot tomorrow. If you want to come join us, you're more than welcome. And I was like, I don't know, like I'm not getting paid for this. I'm just like, whatever, like, but I'll just go just to cut tag along. Mm -hmm. So we go and it's pouring rain, like pouring rain. And we end up calling this couple that was driving down from like Wisconsin or something like that. And I was just like, man, I feel so bad for this couple because they're driving all the way here. It's raining. We're going to have to cancel. But then we were just like, no, nah, let's keep going. You know, keep going, see what happens. Even if we shoot in the rain, let's just see what happens. So by the time we get to this um, mountain, we start climbing this mountain. I think on my Instagram, it's one of like the third or fourth videos down where okay. like I'm sh we're shooting on top of a mountain and uh, it's like a couple and there's clouds but um that was in north carolina yeah so it's like if you go down there's like a couple right in the middle dancing it's like the fifth video okay yeah uh, yeah so that that one there it was pouring rain right before this and well we decided to go anyway but by the time we hit the mountain it stopped raining and we climbed we hiked it up we got to the top and right after it rains there's a special type of cloud that accumulates and it, it sits kind of low and it just came across at the perfect moment. And then like the sun came out and it was just an awesome, awesome opportunity. And like I, this footage was so great. I'm, I'm actually thinking about recolor editing it um, maybe sometime this week. But anyway, opportunities like that came up all the time. And I had a funny experience actually. I, <laughs> I was sort of like in between jobs in, in Jersey and up near New York, like rent is crazy expensive. So sometimes, you know, you got to do a, a couple odd jobs here and there just to make rent. So I was, um, I was, I was at the movie theater and I get a phone call from my funeral home job and I, and I went to go pick up this body, right? And it's like literally the, the, the grossest thing you'd ever seen. Adam probably has told you stories. Yeah. Um, but man, this one buddy was just like sitting there for days in the hot sun and the apartment and just like blood everywhere. It was just so bad, right? And I was just yeah. like, that's it. Like, I got to quit this. I, I need to just, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I need to do my art. I need to do videos. I need to just get out there and just do stuff. 
-hmm. And like the very next day, I get a phone call from a friend of mine, um, Beck Graben, who's also, um, he's, he has a studio at the time in LA and now he just, he just relocated, but um, they're called Vanta Studios. And he calls me up and he's like, Brian, I got the biggest job of my life. I need you to come with me. I was like, okay, where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) No, no questions asked. It's just, okay, get get me out of here. Let's go. (laughs) So literally like three days later, I'm in France and we were shooting the largest sailboat, the largest wooden sailboat in the world. And uh, it was just the craziest experience. Just like you know, being in the south of France and just like one day to the next, like you're picking up the person, like your life is miserable. Like the next day you take this opportunity, you know, you take that leap of faith and like, yeah, I'm going to go. doesn't matter where. And you're, uh, you know, you're out and about. So that was just an awesome experience too. And, and um, yeah, you really just like, everyone just has to, at times, just take that leap of faith and just, um, take opportunities as they come mm-hmm. and don't be afraid of what could happen. Yeah. Be smart about it. Of course, you know, don't say yes to everything, but, um, but yeah, I, yeah. For, for those that are listening that are trying to become videographers or photographers, don't feel um, held back by your skills or by your equipment. You know, you go out there and shoot the best you can. You learn and you get better. And eventually over time, you know, you, you start charging more for your stuff and buying better equipment, you know, all that stuff comes later on, but at least, you know, you can start with the basics, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff you can do just with your phone Yeah, and, um, you know, just get creative and just keep on creating things. Just be, be consistent with that. So you get the practice in. Yeah. Yeah. So so like let's so let's talk a little bit more about that. So like what would you say is like the biggest like do you ever just like like before you shoot like do you have like a routine that you do you're like okay I'm going to play this song. I'm going to get in the zone. <laughs> I'm going to start headbanging and then you're just like all right, let's go. Or or um, like, yeah, you know there's there's some music that you know I I tend to put on like an upbeat rock uh, album, whether it's like, I don't know, like metallic or something like that, you know, just to kind of get myself pumped up and ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and because sometimes, yeah, there's always going to be those feelings of nervousness before you shoot, because you, you want to do a good job. You want to get the job done. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to build up butterflies and stuff. It's natural. Um, but do your best to kind of like psych yourself out and say, no, like you got this, you've done this before, you know, just, just go for it. And yeah, definitely some rock music will help. <laughs> so also too, I just, I was just curious, like, like it's, it seems like you're a man who likes to dress. So, so where, like, are you like a thrifter? Are you like, a, <laughs> where do you start? Yes, yes. Um, very much a thrifter. I, I never buy anything full price. And uh, thank you for your compliments. Um, you know what? I I used to not, when I was in high school, middle school, I never cared about fashion. I never cared about what I looked like. I never, you know, it was always like the same haircut and like same three jeans that I would just like recycle throughout the week. And um, 
I just didn't care. You know, I had other things in mind. And then like, it wasn't until after high school where I graduated, I moved to Florida mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I'm in a new town, new place. I can start from scratch, it could be whoever I want. And so like, I was just, I went through a spree this for like two years straight, just buying sneakers and buying sneakers and buying sneakers. Like every single week I, I was getting a, a new pair and um, just blowing all my work money on that. And um, and I actually have this collection of, of sneakers now, which I have to sell. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, no. So my style changed a heck of a lot. Like it's, it's funny, some of my older picks, I was just all like gangstered out. That's just like, oversized clothes and baggy Mm -hmm. jeans and like air forces and all this stuff and like fitted hats and then over time um i started getting into fashion with movies actually i had watched one of my biggest inspirations was like watching oceans 11 and seeing like oh man these guys are like in suits all the time and they're just Mm -hmm. super suave and super cool and i was like i can do that i could be in a suit all day i have tons of suits and so Mm -hmm. then I just started to, and I noticed that when I dressed, when I put on a suit or when I put on, uh, you know, a button-up shirt or slacks rather than jeans, like I just felt different. You know, I, I felt like I was ready to take on whatever, and I saw that people started to treat me different as well. You know, I got more uh, people were more friendly to me, and, and like, and and it's sad that that has to be that way with you know. But the thing is, like, I felt better, you know. I felt like I can just do stuff. And that's why sometimes Manny makes fun of me because <laughs> I'll, I'll come into the office like, you know, dressed up and in a suit or like uh, in slacks and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and um, or tie. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you right? Where are you going? I'm like, nowhere. But it just gets me, in, gets me in that right mindset. You know, I just feel comfortable. I feel like, like I can get stuff done. So yeah, definitely fashion has a big thing to do with it i'm a big thrifter this i ripped off the the tag this morning and, <laughs> which had like the clearance price on it like 13 bucks at h&m like i always buy uh you know on the clearance rack yeah but um and thrift stores too i like i i love buying at thrift stores you find good stuff there yeah yeah so, i, I kind of around like i was kind of in high school and like, I haven't done it as much now, but like, it's so like, you can find so much stuff that like, you just, you could just look up the item on the internet. It might be like 50 bucks brand new. And it's like, here it is for $10 on this rack. Like, okay, it's been worn maybe, you know, for a couple of years and you can tell it's kind of faded a little bit, but at the same time, that's a very highly valued product that you can just grab up and go and you don't have to worry about, oh, you know, I spent this much money on it. I don't want to tear it. I don't want to rip it. It's like, no, it's a thrift shop. Exactly. I'm buying their products. You know, this is a name brand, but if I rip it, I'm not, or if something happens, so I'm not, I'm not worried. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's the best. Like when you don't have to worry about like, all right, yeah, I only spent five bucks on this. So if I, if it, if it gets lost or if I break it, if I get it dirty, like whatever, it's not a big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like the things that you do spend the most on, like years later, you still have it and and it still retains its value to you. And you're like, you, it's still precious to you because like, oh man, back in the day, I remember I saved up to get this and, yeah, you know, and, and but yeah, I mean, thrift stores, those are the best, man. Goodwill, 
my apartment was full, just like everything you see around you. It's like stuff I picked up in thrift stores or, or just picked up in trash. Like people are just throwing away good stuff. Like, and it's, and people come over to my house and they're like, whoa, like, man, your place is awesome. Where'd you get all this stuff? I'm like, trash, literally. <laughs> Downstairs, yeah. in the back of my building, <laughs> laying on the side of the street. <laughs> oh man no um but i so i watched your video on you got in and and redid your room that was awesome like like that was pretty sick like it oh, was weird because you had a different kind of a space to work with mm -hmm. but at the same time you made it look bigger i can't explain it yeah uh well you know it was it was like a 10 by eight room or something like that. It's just super tiny. I think it technically is a closet, like a walk-in closet, but yeah. it, it was my room, you know, and I downsized, but anyway, so I, I had, um, I knew that possibly like, all right, I might not live here forever because it's an apartment, you know, I don't own it. And you want your living space to kind of just be someplace that you find inspiration in. And that's another thing, like, that's where a lot, a lot of times I'll get inspiration. Cause like, I want to have my area clean. I want to have my, my room set up. So when you go to work, like you feel refreshed rather than like walking into like, Oh, like I'm working out of my bedroom. It's a mm -hmm. mess. Like you don't feel, you feel you get distracted, you know, like that a lot, you know, having a messy room could be a distraction. Yeah. It's important to, to keep your life organized and clean. And, um, and so that's why I decided, like, I knew I wasn't going to live there forever, but I was like, you know what, let me take the time to make this place someplace that like I, I can come home to and be motivated to work in. So mm. I set up, I, I painted and, you know, made it look nice and I got some mood lighting. And then I, I set up, I built a desk, actually, Adam helped me build a desk uh, in that room and set up my workstation. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like immediately after I set it up and had the room set up exactly how I wanted, I ended yeah. up moving. <laughs> but it's okay. Oh, no. Nice. Hey, hey, yeah. you know, for the next person, though, they might look at that and they'd be like, you know, whoever did this, you know, took a lot of time and I don't want to ruin this. You know, this is the effort that they put into it. So you never know. I mean, you might have passed off the torch to maybe uh, set off a good deed <laughs> for somebody. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was just kind of curious too. you know, just looking at how do you, how do you, how do you shoot fashion week? Like, how does that work? Like, I always, well, like, I was just going to say, so like, I've always like known of fashion week, but like, <laughs> I've never known about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. I, it, I took a crash course in it and, uh, there's a friend of mine, Oscar Ramos, which I'll, I'll send you all these people I'll tell you about, like I'll, I'll send you their info and like their Instagrams. They're really cool, cool people. And uh, a friend of mine, Oscar introduced me to Fashion Week uh, in New York because he was doing photo shoots out there. Yeah. And he had tried to invite me a few times and I kept on just like putting it off on the back burner. because I was like, eh, okay, like, eh, all right. <laughs> but one day I went out there, New York Fashion Week, and it was just so intense and like very upbeat and energetic and it was just really cool um and so how it works 
there's the actual show where you can go backstage and stuff like that, but you kind of need a press pass. But if you're just starting off as a photographer or videographer, um, you still have a chance to actually go and get awesome shots. So for every fashion show, there's like right outside of the fashion show, maybe 15 minutes before the show starts, that's where all the action happens outside. And all the models, all the celebrities, all the guests that are going to the show, they typically get dropped off maybe a block or two away from the actual event so that they can walk through the street and have all the people paparazzi taking photos of them and, and get like really cool. That's your opportunity to get like street, street shots. Mm. So um, now the first time you go out there, you'll, you'll, you'll see that there's like, tons of photographers from all around the world. And it's interesting that these same photographers, you'll see them at every show in France, in Tokyo, in Milan, London, wherever you get like every fashion show, it's the same photographers at every show. And, uh, and it's interesting, it's, it's, it's its own culture. Everyone has a sort of personality, everyone has their own style and their own gimmick. And uh, it's actually quite cool. It's like a little community. And for the most part, it's, um, it's not hard, you know, to go and, and shoot. Like there's no restrictions. The only restrictions are you getting into the show. But okay. over time, you can build rapport where, you know, you start setting up your Instagram, you start posting your photos, people start reposting them. And even the brands will say, hey, I liked your street shoot shot of this person wearing my clothing line like do you mind if I repost it sure all right cool let me pay you this amount of money for that photo or you can charge this amount of money for your photo and you just took it out on the street you know um so that's pretty much how that works and uh over time you start getting to know the models as well because you're tagging them in your posts and the next time you come out to fashion week they remember you oh yeah you took that one photo of me or you did that one video for me and it was fantastic can you do another one like this and i was like they'll give you the time of day like a lot of a lot of models they'll they'll actually like for me they'll stop and say yeah sure what do you want to do and i'll tell them okay just walk from here to there let me get my shots but for that you have to don't you can't think too much about it you just have to shoot it and go you know like just shoot it as best you can you might get it you might not but um the important thing is not to waste their time and not to waste your time just mm. you know try and do it as fast as you can always be prepared have your camera on ready to shoot once once you're once you're there but that's it you know mm. over time you start putting out certain um feelers and people start recognizing your work and then you can get invited to shoot behind stage and stuff <coughs> wow yeah. yeah that's yeah no that's awesome i mean i'm sure like it sounds like you kind of know what you're doing when you set yourself up for that kind of a, a situation you don't just you don't just uh <laughs> you don't just you know take a couple shots you know you kind of they it almost sounds like too they they look out for you like like yeah, they you build, like you build up that crazy you're like oh hey you know just like you said and you said hey that's that guy but they kind of just like would you feel like they kind of look out for their photog the photographers yeah they do um not all of them but 
there are a lot of them that will. <coughs> oh, sorry. Usually, you need to take a drink okay. there. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you know, both the, the models and sometimes the the cameramen as well, the photographers, they'll look out for you. For example, it's it's pretty respectful in New York um, during during the fashion shoots, where no one's like. Every, there's so many photographers in the same, they're trying to get the same shot that like you get your shot, you move out the way, you allow the next person to come in and get their shot. And when it comes to other countries, actually, like in France, Paris, I went to Paris Fashion Week. Oh man, it's so cutthroat there. Like no one cares about you. You know, they're just trying to get their shot, even if they have to push you out the way. And in situations like that, you know, you do the best you can. <laughs> You don't get in their way. <laughs> it's like, get out, move out of the way. <laughs> yeah, things get ugly though. Things get ugly out there. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that only makes sense. I mean, if they're walking down like a small, you know, side street and you have like 20 photographers and everybody's trying to get in front of the model or get to the side of the model. I mean, you can only, you can only have so many people filling up that space before it's just like, you know, yeah. you're bumping into this guy and oh, he sets off your, <laughs> your shot and then you know you get a shot that kind of looks wobbly and you're just like oh well this is this is no bueno <laughs> this is no good yeah and um i kind of got away from i wanted to take like a step away from the fashion uh like fashion week and stuff like that just i love it it's it's great it's fun um it's not to be honest it's not too profitable um, yeah. it's not too profitable at all it can be if you're in the right circles, I think, mm -hmm. but it's very tough. And, and just the fashion industry itself doesn't make that much money. Like photographers, the only people that are actually making money are like probably the models mm -hmm. and not all models. I'm talking about like the Kim Kardashians, the, you know, the, the really famous ones, you know, the Chloe's and all that. And just like, you know, I feel bad for a lot of the, the models that you see on any advertisement because like, they really get the short end of the stick on, on a lot of that. Mm. And, uh, <clears throat> but, um, so I wanted to get sort of away from fashion week and actually start, start doing, and so this is some of the stuff I'll be working on this year, and, uh, the rest of this year and next year, um, my own fashion stuff, sort of like, edit, um, like uh, my own shoots where, where things are planned out, you, you have the model, you don't have to worry about like, well, I only have 10 seconds to get this shot, bum, bum, bum. like it's a planned model shoot. And um, so that's something I, I'll be working on. I did a little bit of that recently, but more so for promotional ads and marketing and stuff like that. But I, I really wanna get into like creating almost like music videos or commercials and stuff like that. So that's something yeah. I'll be working on soon. Yeah, but that takes like storyboarding and planning and lighting and you know chore choreography yeah i i was looking at what you you and manny have been working on um for i can't think of the i can't think of their names but i have been looking at like you guys putting together what you guys have put together and i loved shout out to the surfaces um the inspiration of the one scene i was like oh okay because oh yeah heard that i love the way like they have a different kind of like their art is very i feel like simple and plain yeah 
not over complex it's not over complicated you know it's like intricate you know a bunch of different colors it's just like this and this i'm like yeah oh, that's awesome like that's great like just keep things simple it like, is very like just simple but that that's what works you know people yeah. say less is more and i totally yeah. believe in that yeah oh yeah for sure i i you know and i feel like a lot of what you guys do is kind of like that very idea because like i always i don't know i guess when i was younger i i always thought like what you guys did was like like you know you got to make every scene look so huge you know what i mean yeah. by that like like yeah, not yeah. i i don't like know how to put that, that in word. yeah it's like you got to have the mona lisa every single time you know what i mean but i feel like yeah. even that is like overrated and overplayed and so I felt like you guys do excellent work. Um, and especially, I really like the the shots that you did when you were on the, you did of that boat. I was like, oh my goodness. I, I yeah, was awesome. like nervous or like freaking out a little bit. He's like, we're over here, we're shooting here. Yes, yes, this is where <laughs> we're shooting. <laughs> You know that that whole shoot was so impossible like i i really give it up to my friend back for for really organizing that but we had um that was a, a, a shoot where we had very little time just to set it up like mm -hmm. i got three days notice on it then we three had days to, notice yeah oh so, my gosh what, <laughs> <laughs> what? so like and it happens sometimes it happens like that but again like i was saying earlier like you have to jump on these opportunities yeah and it was funny because we get to france and we had we needed to find models mm -hmm. but we had to, we had to book them through uh like a france modeling agency and because the client didn't want us to bring our own because we could have done that like but just burst you know flew models in but we had to find some in the area mm -hmm. and we had five days to shoot on the boat and we had to find the models and all these um, modeling agencies were so sketchy, you know, and they wanted to deal in cash. They wanted to deal in person. And it was just like, so we ended up like um, towards the tail end of the trip, like, like taking a little dinghy boat from the big boat mm -hmm. and going to the mainland and uh, paying, we met this one guy in a hotel and paid him like two grand cash in hopes that he would like come through with the models. This is like a scene and, of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> How is this going down, down Cooper? <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we gave him the money. We're just like, oh man, like we got it all on video. It's actually up on my, um, on my IG story. You'll see the whole thing okay. play out. And uh, sure enough, like the guy came through later that week, we picked up the models, we shot them and everything worked out perfectly. But just a small amount of time that we had to like put a story together, figure out what to do, get equipment, you know, just in this short amount of time. But, you know, it was fantastic. It was an experience that I'll never forget. Yeah, I and I just have to say, I really appreciate hack having you on the podcast, man. It's, it's been so great. Like, um, just the recommendation and then looking at the, the, your Instagram and the IG stories and 
you know, all the little projects you've been able to work on. I mean, that's so awesome. And, and is there anything that you would say, you know, like, is there like a slogan or a quote that you would say, like, if somebody wanted to um, try to start in that field, you know, just with a camera, like, and, you know, they might be like, nah, not really. I don't have that kind of a skill. Like, what advice would you say to that? Um, or what? You know, the thing is, like, we all got to start somewhere, I would say. And we all sometimes just want to make it perfect, but it's never going to be perfect. And, you know, the, the, the main thing is just to, just to try your best and, and be open to, be humble to learn mm-hmm. from other people be open to make mistakes and learn from your mistakes and not see those mistakes as like an end all feel like that's it i'm never doing this again <laughs> no get up, you know get up and and because you're going to make mistakes you're, you're going to miss those key moments those key shots that you need to do uh that you need to get, uh, capture at, a, at let's say at a wedding it's going to happen eventually like the thing is mistakes will happen learn from them and grow from these uh, from these failures and there's no successful person in this world who hasn't got to where they are by, uh, you know, without making mistakes, without failing first. So I think that's, it's, that's the key thing. It's just, you know, keep trying until you get there, fake it till you make it. Yep. (laughs) My mom used to say that to me all the time. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah. But thanks so much for being on the podcast. Um, So all the listeners, um, you want to go check out his work. Uh, you Would you like to introduce your, your Instagram name and where they can find you? Yeah. So you can find my work. Uh, I'm at b.v.cooper. So yeah. VV Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like uh, you have been busy <laughs> on a lot of projects here lately. Um, and is there anything that you want to, you know, um, say in the sense of, you know, uh, is, is there anything that you've been working on personally? Like, I know you have your art. Is there anything that you want to, like any stores you would like to mention or anything like that? Hmm. Um, not so much. Yeah. I have been working on a lot of, I'm, I'm gearing towards doing a lot more art. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully by December 15th, I want to have another painting, actual physical painting. Cause I, I've been working digitally using procreate, mm-hmm. which actually I can say that procreate is a digital drawing program for um ipads and stuff and i think they recently just came out with the iphone version but it's pretty much like a photoshop or illustrator that and it's just such an awesome easy to use program it's ten dollars you're not going to break the bank but if you have an ipad and you want to explore um drawing like there's some really cool tutorials on how to make really cool art simply and the uh this program is just fantastic so i've been cranking out some some paintings and stuff like that and just using this this program is just helping me tremendously and um i recently i think i recently had posted on my um story and on my instagram page one of my last paintings and uh it's a digital illustration that i did of one of my favorite models taylor Lachey. Mm-hmm. and um so I'm going to be doing a, a little bit more of those and also physical paintings on canvas. Okay. Um, acrylics and oils and stuff. So that's something I'm, I'm excited about. And it's something that like over video, like 
I feel like that was something that I was meant for, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that I was passionate about even before video, like video, I'm still passionate about, it. I love it, but I think my, my real thing is going to, is art. And, um, so I, I, that's another thing too. If, if anyone takes anything from this, it's like, you know, pursue what you love or what you feel most confident in, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're, if you love to cook, if you feel like you're good at it, like go for that, you know, quit your job at the bank, you know, don't worry about 401k and, uh, and all of that, you know, <laughs> Manny and I joke about that all the time. Like my parents are always like, Brian, get a job, go to college, get a job, get a career job with a 401k. And then you get married, the white picket fence, you know, don't worry. Like it, it that, like that just doesn't suit me. Yeah. It's safe. That's a very safe way to live. But if you're good at what you do, you'll make money, you know, jobs will come your way. But uh, if you are good at what you do, just pursue that, you know, mm-hmm. pursue whatever, whatever it is that you're good at. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Once again, all the listeners, um, this, this podcast is sponsored by Major. So check it out. Uh, it's in the Instagram major.net with an I, M-A-J-I-O-R dot N-E-T um, it is our brand. And this is our uh, way that we keep this podcast going. So once again, thank you so much, Brian. And we're looking forward to all your work. Oh, is thank there anything you. you want to mention? Oh, just thanks for the opportunity, man. This was, this was awesome. I'm glad that you have a platform for, for creatives and uh, it's, it's fantastic. I hope that I hope you continue doing this and growing and, and, you know, may, may all your followers learn something. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much. You heard it there from Brian. Um, I won't pronounce his last name because he doesn't like that last (laughs) name. It's hard to pronounce, but BV Cooper. There it is. uh, Once again. So um, I hope everybody who was listening, I hope you all have a good day and you stay safe. So this has been another episode of Clear Conversations. Uh, Feel free to tie in next week. Thank you.